I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. Life the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the Just like the demeanor. Like the demeanor. I'm feeding my fam. All right, hey everybody, welcome back, welcome into LOTL. This is episode 68, coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio. Well, half from Cleveland, half is coming from, uh, what, suburb of Jacksonville, Florida? That's right. Uh, We've got Brett Hoyer with me because I'm all alone right now. I'm really lonely. Jordan ditched me. Jimmy's at school. No, Jimmy. Brett decided to step up to the plate. Step up to the plate, yeah. Little baseball, uh, I don't know what, uh, little baseball uh, verbiage for you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm lost. But anyway. You got it. Just keep, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, so uh, appreciate you guys checking in again. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Uh, check us out on our website, www.lotlpodcast.com. Uh, where we don't ever post anything ever, but check it out anyway. So, uh, like I said, Brett Hoyer's joining me from uh, down in Jacksonville. Uh, we're going to have Steve Stefano with us as well. He is en route right now, getting off the golf course with his dad. Uh, so, Steve will be joining us whenever he gets here, hopefully soon. And uh, we got a little bit of a different flavor for LOTL this week. Uh, we're going to be not doing any of our normal stuff. Uh, we have no poll. We have no top five. None of that stuff. Uh, this is going to be mainly a sports podcast. I was going to say uh, just EPL, and for those of you who don't follow soccer, I'll, I'll explain what that is in a minute. But the Indians made a huge blockbuster trade a couple days ago, so that kind of altered what we were going to talk about. So we want to get that in a couple minutes, but uh, first I just after this long-winded introduction, just uh, welcome Brett and uh, see how you're doing, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be back. I, I think I last time I was on was in uh, January, so it's, yep. uh, it's always nice to get back on with you guys and, and spend some time talking about, you know, just Cleveland and life and, and, and sports and, uh, you know, looking forward to it, especially tonight. Well, it's just me today. You said you guys, but it's just me because everybody ditched me. Well, Steve's going to be here, so... Oh, know, yeah, he will be. Jordan... Jordan and especially Jimmy will be there in spirit, so yeah, you know, Jordan. We, we can always just refer back to them when we need to. Yeah, Jordan uh, told me yesterday that he's like, uh, hey, just a uh, just a heads up, um, I'm not going to be on the podcast this week because I'm going to the Indians Astros game. I'm like, okay, cool. Like he's probably known about this for months, and he just <laughs> tells me yesterday. I call fair play. I mean, I, I told you uh, yesterday that he probably he didn't want to be on because he didn't want to talk about the Spurs and how they're just going to blow their season again, but, um, <laughs> but no, his, his, uh, his hometown team, I guess, is, is playing uh, your hometown team, or our you know, yeah. hometown team, so you know, yeah. you got you to get there when, when they're here. So Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, uh, Jordan is doing that, um, so yeah, I'd say have fun, Jordan, but I hope his team loses, so uh, yeah. What, what? You got the game on right now? Yeah, I got it on the background. It's 2-1 to one Houston. 
Uh, it's in the fifth inning. Um, it's actually going better than I thought it was going to be because uh, Danny Salazar is starting today for the first time in two years. Uh, yeah. And he gave up a home run to the first uh, hitter of the game. And he's usually a guy, back when he was, you know, before he got hurt and he was pitching, uh, he was a flamethrower. I mean, he was throwing 96, 97 miles an hour. His fastball today is topping out at 87. Wow. So, I mean, he basically got his shoulder redone, his pitching shoulder. So, you knew that he was never going to be the same, but that's a pretty big drop-off for a major league pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, I mean, the, the, at least the, the pitching rotation has come a long way um, I can't say positive or negatively, but compared to a couple of years ago when we were in the World Series or you know the playoffs, I mean, the guys that we had in rotation were just unbelievable. Now you know we just we just traded away Trevor Bauer, and you know we're still trying to get Clarway back to you know having Kluber and you know in their full time, Clevenger, um, Salazar, you know, wish Carrasco could be in there, but unfortunately he can't. So it's it's just uh it, yeah it's just a Next man up type situation for the for the tribe and the Beebs. You can't forget about the Beebs. The Beebs, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, and, and especially living out outside of Cleveland, you know, down south. I mean, there's not a whole lot of baseball talk that goes on down here. But right, you know, it it, it just you know, it, some of the names, Be, you know, Bieber. Um, who, who's a who's another guy that that's been pretty hot lately um, on the mound? Uh, um, Clevenger. Clevenger, yeah, he's been pretty good. He came up that, when uh, yeah, yeah. when so, Cooper went so down. All those guys. I mean, two or three years ago, I think uh, I actually had a phone call um, for work with a guy who used to be the groundskeeper for um, the tribe's uh, advanced A team in Lynchburg, Virginia, and he oh, was okay. talking about how um, it was. Uh, I think it was Bieber and um, and Greg Allen were down there playing for him and. Uh, we were looking to trade like basically half the team in Lynchburg, half those those farm system guys for I think it was a catcher out of like Houston or, or uh, Texas Rangers or something. I, I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, baseball is a funny sport, man, especially oh, you know in the geez. pros. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's so it's so different than pretty much any other sport in that like every other sport really now, especially. Uh, in America, when you get drafted, you're expected to contribute right away. Like I'm talking about, like the NBA or especially the NFL. Right. Um, baseball. I mean, these guys spend. You know, if they're if they're quick risers, they spend three, four years in the minor leagues. Like, right. Like the the baseball just had their draft like a couple months ago, and the Indians draft this guy. These guys, I don't know who they are, and you know. We're not. Know we're not. Are, yeah. Probably four or five years. Down yeah. The we're not going to. Right. We're not going to see probably most of them for four years. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. But so as you mentioned, the Indians traded away Trevor Bauer, which I think they've been contemplating doing for a while. I don't necessarily. I'll get your opinion on this. I don't necessarily think that uh, the situation that happened on Sunday was like the tipping point to where they're like, okay, we have to trade him now. Like, that's the last straw, right. like whatever. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on that. Uh, I, I'm assuming you saw Trevor Bauer launch the ball into center field after Francona <laughs> tried taking him out. Anybody who pays attention to, to sports, you know, and, and just the social media scene, I mean, they, they probably saw that somewhere. It's uh, yeah. It was, 
I don't know. It was it was a little odd to me, um, and and to be honest, I think Trevor Bowers just kind of always been a little odd. Uh, oddly, uh, ironically, I think the last time that you that, that I was on the show, we were talking about Trevor Bauer getting in social media like exchanges and yeah. like all that whole business. And it's just like I, I just I you know before that, way before that, you know the whole uh, uh, drone incident. It, so, so Bowers had a lot of different things that have gone on, little bumps in the road, you know, for, right. for a number of years that really just kind of, not like they were huge red flags, but just small red flags that you're just kind of like, okay, this guy is a great pitcher for us, probably a great teammate um, and, and everything, but some things just outside of, of baseball are just a little bit off. But even, even, even some things are... I don't know, like like he would just like launch the ball, you know, just to warm up, get his arm loose, and like yeah. just, there was just little little isms that he would do um, that just were were different. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, he he did really well for the tribe. I, I you know I wish him best of luck with the Reds. You know, who knows? I mean, he may end up coming back to Cleveland at some point in time. Just funny how you know MLB works, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just the right time just to kind of change things up a little bit. Um, we've got some some really good bats on, in our lineup now that hopefully it, uh, it it you know transpires into something really good for us to take us through the playoffs. But yeah, I mean it it is what it is, and you know we'll, we'll just see where it goes from here. Yeah, I mean you mentioned the long tosses, and um, I definitely think that the Indian. Well, so Bauer was drafted by the Diamondbacks and uh, traded him to right. the Indians pretty early on in his career because they just they wouldn't put up with a lot of his his antics and stuff and the Indians were way more willing to put up with that stuff and I think that led to a lot of uh, the success that he had um, with with the Indians so yeah I, I I think he's he's kind of a guy that you just kind of got to let uh, you just kind of let him do his own thing for him to be successful and not be like so stuck in the old old baseball you know unwritten rule ways so um, yeah, I, I like like you said. I wish him the best. Um, you know, he was a little bit of a weird guy with his with his tweets and then his his rules and stuff that he had. I don't know if you read the SI piece, um, but uh, about his rules about dating when he's playing in Major League Baseball and all that stuff that happened earlier in the year. I, I think you said that to me. That, that yeah, I mean, it's it just a, a laundry list of things that he uh, that he. Um, he did that just seemed a little off but I you know I, I, I don't know if you saw um, but he was at the, the try game last night like he actually went as like a fan and, yeah and you know then he posted on, on Twitter the like a, the goodbye message and, yeah. you know there's there, I, there's plenty of good in, in him it's just there's certain little quirks that he has that's just you know it, it probably you know went too far with the whole ball throwing thing and they're just kind of like okay if we're going to do this now we might as well do it We've got an opportunity to sign Puig and and um, those you know the other guys that they brought in, and it's just kind of like let's let's just do it and see what happens. And right. you know, if it comes back to bite us, then so be it. But um, but yeah, I mean we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens. So so anyway, while while we were going on our little Trevor Bauer spiel, uh, Steve walked in. Steve, what's going on, man? Hey, you know, just fresh off the golf course. It's uh, it's a beautiful night here in the CLE. How'd you hit him? Um, well, I did great for the first eight holes. Uh, I was actually three over through the first eight holes, and then I inexplicably forgot how to swing and got a nine on the last hole. So, Oh, my God. I kid you not. 
So this was where uh, you Mall- said Mallard Creek. Mallard Creek, which is out Columbia Station. Which nine did you oh, play? Nine. It was uh, hole one through nine. So nine okay. was the dog leg to the right with the double crossing of the creek. Yeah. Par five. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I told you before, uh, Brett's with us because Jordan just decided to not tell me he was going to the Indians game, and Jimmy is. You know, back in Kent, doing his <laughs> doing his thing, working like twelve hours a day. So, um, here with Brett. Have you met Brett before? Is this Brett Fleisch? Brett Hoyer. Brett Ooh. Hoyer. Okay. The, the Brett I just mentioned, he plays basketball with us. Sometimes. Oh, I I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> how you do, How you doing, Brett? How you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, so, we were just uh, giving our takes on. We haven't gotten to. The point where who the Indians got in the big trade the other night, but just our thoughts on Trevor Bauer and him leaving. Well, I so kind of leaked it, but I, yeah, you yeah. Can go ahead and but but before we get to that, it. just since you're here, Steve, what what are your thoughts on Trevor Bauer and and then the trade as a whole? Well, I knew that Trevor Bauer was a different cat. Um, right back in 2016, the Indians played an 18 inning game against the Blue Jays, and Bauer was supposed to pitch the next day. He ended yep. up pitching the last five innings of that game, and. Sports Center, they, they interviewed him and said, you know, well, what are they going to do with the pitching the next day? And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll just pitch the next day. I don't care. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he just, he always, I mean, from that and, and the drones and, uh, you know, the, some of the exchanges he's had on Twitter with fans, it's just like he's like, honestly, Not in, in this fans, day, day like, age. Like, it, it's, it's funny because we're playing the Astros. He has a huge rivalry with several Astros players. And, and what's interesting was uh, Lance McCullers, who's, who's for uh, whose public enemy number one is Trevor Bauer. Uh, there was hot rumors going into uh, the trade deadline that the Indians were talking to the Astros, and the Astros were going to try and trade for Trevor Bauer. Which don't get me started on that. If the Indians would have traded Trevor Bauer to the Astros, I would have lost my mind. But so when Bauer, when it's announced Bauer gets traded to the Reds. Lance McCullers tweeted out, like, thank God or something like that because he didn't get traded to the Astros because they hate each other. And it all goes back to Trevor Bauer accusing the Astros of cheating two years ago when they won the World Series with doctoring the balls, for, like the pitchers doctoring the balls and spin rates and all that all that nonsense. And to be fair, uh, Justin Verlander just spoke out a few weeks ago saying how balls in MLB are juiced these days. Yeah. So he, Bauer is not the only conspiracy theorist about the baseballs. Right. Well, what's well, well, th- well, he's well. Bauer's talking specifically about Astros players doctoring the balls, not MLB, just trying to get more home runs hit across the board. Mm. Um, but sorry, I kind of hijacked what you're talking about. Uh, but in the end, um, manager Francona said that he was a little bit worried about the mood in the clubhouse following the throw over the center field fence and. Yeah, if, if he hadn't said that, I would have been still a little bit perturbed about Bauer getting traded. But in, in lieu of that, and again, this trade was not put together overnight, obviously, when you got this many players and this many teams involved. Yeah. But, um, you know, if, if the manager says that he's worried about the mood and the direction of the clubhouse, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the, with the move, obviously. Right. You know, so he's a great player. You don't expect teams that are 18 games over 500 to be trading guys away at the trade deadline like that, but ultimately the Indians got some darn good players back. I'm sure that's what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, so that's exactly what I want to talk about next. What do we think about uh, 
the haul they got or the package they got for Trevor Bauer. Brett, you there? Yep, I'm here. I, no, I, 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 uh, I, I mean, I kind of said it before, but I, I'm kind of excited. Um, a, a little, a, a little um, treading lightly with uh, with Puig because I know. I mean, I'm not that in depth with with my with my uh, following of, of MLB, but right. I mean, I, I just remember Puig a few years ago was like the, at the top of the uh, at the top of the mountain of, of Major League Baseball. Like he was what everybody was talking about. Where he was in what LA was he with the Dodgers? Yeah, he was originally with the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, and then, and that, yeah. like he was his name was everywhere, and then. Like I said, I don't. I didn't pay that much attention to baseball, um, you know, and so it just kind of faded away, and you know, you didn't really hear about him too much, and somehow he ended up on the Reds, and now he's now he's in Cleveland. So I mean, you know, I know him and, and a, a few other guys are you know big bats that we brought in, which we needed. We needed a few more a uh, few more big hitters to, to plug in the lineup, and um, I'd say. Just for for giving up one guy, you know, you get a, you get a uh, haul like you said, Dan. I, I think that's I think that's a plus. I think it's a huge plus because you know you can kind of pick and choose which guys end up making a difference, and and um, hopefully, like I said, hopefully it benefits us um, going into uh, October. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with that. I think Puig is a big name. Uh, I think the jewel of the of the trade was uh, Fran Mill uh, Reyes that they got from San Diego. Uh, and I say that, obviously Puig's the better player, but uh, Reyes is controllable for the next five years for the Indians. I think it's five years. Uh, at a very, very, very attractive contract. Um, so, you know, he's going to be in the middle of our lineup, hopefully, for the next five years. Puig is going to be a free agent next year, or this offseason, and he's not staying in Cleveland. The Indians aren't going to pay him what he wants, so uh, he's going to be a rental. So hopefully he'll be able to help us this year in the playoffs. But I, I know what Antonetti said in the in his press conference yesterday was they were looking for pieces to not only help the club this year but into the future. So I think that uh, Reyes is the crown jewel of this trade. And it, what's interesting is if we talk about the package in totality. You know, they also got – a uh, top 100 prospect, uh, left-handed pitcher. Uh, they got a third-base prospect and another uh, relief pitcher prospect. Um, so they got five players in totality. Um, but the the big storyline with this is this is the first time in a mid-season trade that a team has traded for uh, two players, both with 20 home runs in that specific season at that point. I was just going to mention that. That's, yeah. a, that's an amazing stat. Right. And, and I, I, you know, I, I follow the Indians. I don't follow the San Diego Padres. So when the name first came across my phone that we got Fran Mill Reyes, I'm like, who the hell is that? I have no idea who Fran Mill Reyes is. But then I, I looked up his, his stat line, and he's a 260 hitter with 27 home runs and 50 RBIs already this year. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then I saw he's 24 years old, and he's under contract for the next five years. I'm like, uh, okay. And those stats are even more impressive considering that he plays his home games at Petco Park, which might yeah. be the most pitcher-friendly park in the entire country other than maybe Seattle yeah, or absolutely. Detroit. Yeah, so yeah, that is legit. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. But um, – but, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. The Indians lineup, 
today is is pretty similar. Like they tried to keep most guys in the same spot. They put Puig batting cleanup and moved Kipnis down, and then uh, Reyes took Bauer's spot in the lineup, batting sixth behind Ramirez. So uh, Jake Bowers and Greg Allen were both sent down. Uh, both guys will probably be brought back up when the rosters expand at the end of this month. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm pretty excited. Uh, especially with uh, the fact that the the Twins blew a game tonight in Miami. So if the Indians can somehow pull this game out uh, tonight, they'll be back down to two games uh, behind Minnesota. It was 2-1 to one Houston at last check, but yeah, if, if yeah, the Indians still pull this Houston. game out, I mean, they would lose no ground on Minnesota in this series, and given the matchups, that's, that's nice. Because right. you'd expect to lose ground playing Houston with them playing Miami. Yeah, because the Indians are going through probably, I would say probably their toughest stretch of the season. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, Houston, I don't know who they play next, but I mean, you've in this stretch, you've got Anaheim, you've got Oakland, you've got Yankees, um, you got the Yankees coming up, Minnesota. you got Minnesota again, and it, you yeah. got Texas is in there too. Yeah. So it's a big stretch. I, that's why this is I, big boy baseball. Yeah, that's why Tom I feel Hillman like I feel like they they needed to make the move, make the move. The biggest the biggest thing about the Indians, and even when they made it to the World Series. And uh, you know, even last year when they won twenty or two years ago when they won twenty two straight games and over a hundred overall, they lacked right handed power hitting. And they got two right handed power hitters in the same trade for a pitcher that was not going to stay with the Indians long term. Because again, we weren't gonna pay him. No. So I, I think it's a home run move for the Indians. I really do. The best thing the Indians have done, it's almost genius what they've been doing. You know, people have, were ripping on them so much in the offseason when they let guys like Brantley and Allen and Miller and some of these other guys leave. What they're literally trying to do is they're trying to push the window out so that they are still a contender years from now and they don't have to go through a rebuild. And they just keep chugging along. Even in the year where starting pitching was their big strength, but yet they still lost Corey Kluber to a freak line drive that broke his arm. Yep. They lost Carlos Carrasco, who got diagnosed with leukemia. Now, that's the kind of stuff that you can't even plan for. And yet, there's still yeah. 19 games over 500. Their, their top two starting pitchers uh, went down with serious injuries. It, it, well, injury and illness. Yeah. Like, not many. T- could you imagine the Astros if Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole went down for oh, half a season boy. each? I mean, they'd absolutely fall apart. And they'd probably be a 500 team. They'd, they, well, yeah, 30 games over right now. I mean, I don't think they'd be under 500, but I mean, they'd be no. nowhere near where they are now. Right. So, so anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where we're at uh, as we're watching the game right now. It's the top of the sixth inning. Houston's up two to one. Uh, hopefully, the Indians can get out of this inning and uh, start hitting. So, uh, Brett, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I was just going to say one more thing. I mean, I think, sure. it, I think it speaks volumes for uh, just, just – I mean, Cleveland Indians are historically known for having a great farm system. So yeah. I think it just speaks volumes for, for how well we do um, on, on the minor league levels and, and developing those guys. Um, and I guess I will give a shout-out to my uh, brother-in-law, Justin Tool. He's the hitting coach down at Akron uh, Rubber Ducks. So, um, shout-out. Uh, yeah, but, he's, but you know, part of that – he's part of that whole system. I mean, they develop those guys so well that – um, whether it's hitting or pitching, I mean, you can bring guys up and, and immediately make an impact on that, uh, you know, uh, on the main roster. And then, you know, like you said, sending, sending guys back up and down, you know, probably going to Columbus and Akron and Lake County. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's 
it'll be interesting to see. You know, I, I hate to put a damper on the, the positivity of the uh, of the discussion, but I did I see somewhere about a uh, week getting suspended for the whole fight situation. Yeah, yeah. So he got it came down right before the game. He got suspended for three games. Uh, he's appealing it. That's why he's playing tonight. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, maybe he'll get well, it. I, thought, I mean, I, I, the clip that I saw, I didn't see him actually. You know, like uh, vigilantly going in there and fighting yeah. other people. I, I felt like he was trying to, to stop the fight from what I saw. So, so, it, so I at, mean, I, at first that's what it was, and then I guess like he got instigated and he went after somebody. I didn't. Um, I didn't see all of it, but but yeah. Oh my gosh! What are you swinging at? Anyway. I read. I read that. The Pirates have hit seven batters on the Reds this year. Oh, they've had they and they they they've I, got a huge. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about like whatever rivalry the Reds and the Pirates have like historically, but this nod. year, this year they've 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 brawled multiple times. Yeah. Like they brawled earlier in the season, and then they did it. Again. I wonder if they're. I wonder if they're related. I don't know. Probably. Like I said, outside the Indians, I really don't follow baseball that much. So. Can you imagine though, like uh, I mean, at this point in in the uh, in in the timeline, if uh, if it was almost like an AFC North type situation where you had Cleveland, like you know, playing. Uh, they, I guess they kind of do with their their um, their interleague play uh, uh, games, but uh, you know, playing like Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, like you know, yeah. regularly each yeah, season in season in season out. I mean. To have the same kind of rivalries with on the football field, I, mean, yeah. I think that would be pretty entertaining to, to play yeah. those guys more regularly. You know, if baseball was set up similar to basketball or hockey in geographic conferences, that's what we would have. We would yep. have Detroit, uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and then take your pick, maybe Chicago or Toronto in, in our division. And yeah, I, I, be, I think it would be better than it is now. It would be set up like basketball with like an Eastern and Western conference. Yeah. Right. Um, what was interesting is I was seeing uh, – all, all the all the trade you know news come down the other night, and everybody's talking about uh, how Puig is already one of us because he gets traded to Cleveland and he's already trying to fight people from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, yeah. So that that's pretty much uh, what's going on. We're gonna see how everything uh, fares, how everything turns out. Um, as we go into the home stretch of the season here, hopefully the Indians can catch the Twins. But if not, you know. I hate the wild card game, but right now the Indians are in firm control of hosting uh, the AL wild card game. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully they can get through this tough stretch and still be still be above water. But all right, so let's turn our attention to what we really wanted to talk about tonight, and we are going to do, as I said before, oh nice wing. Um, Last two Astros hitters, one swung at a pitch that was up at his head. Yeah, sorry. And the was, other one swung at one that was way down in the dirt and nearly yeah. hit him in the foot. I was, I was just watching the, the events of that game. For, the, for the, the commentary, because I can't see a thing. And, and uh, <laughs> Dan's just like, oh, man, you suck. You, that's a terrible swing. I'm yeah, like, I know. I, I was, I was, I was I literally. the Astros and not the Indians. Well, what happened, I was literally transitioning, and then the guy swings and misses, but then I saw I saw the runner on third was, like, streaking towards home. I'm like, wait, no, he can't score. The inning's over. So that's why I kind of was paused because I was trying to figure it out in my head. But uh, but anyway, uh, as I said at the beginning, we are going to do an EPL preview tonight. 
And for those of you who don't follow soccer and don't follow the EPL, we're talking about the English Premier League, which, not me, but I'm sure these two gentlemen, and I know Brett, will say that the EPL is the, most, is the best and most prestigious league in the world. So... It is. <laughs> By far. Easy. By far. It was a year ago. I'll just I, have I'll, to I'll, that. I will admit that. Even I will admit it was last year. Yeah, both teams in the Champions League final and the Europa League final. Yeah, that was that was EPL. that was pretty incredible. Um, so anyway, uh, we had we had uh, Paul Brown UK on last week, the Brown super fan from London, who I can't wait to uh, have a drink with him when he comes into Cleveland for the home opener, um, and he's a Chelsea fan. Brett, also a huge Chelsea fan. We're going to get into uh, some stuff about Chelsea in a little bit, but Steve, I wanted to talk to you because I know you as a Newcastle United fan, part of the Toon Army, but you let on a little bit earlier this week that that might not be so uh, strong anymore. So, for those of you that don't Do you have an update? Okay, so the reason I support Newcastle United is because my good friends Juliet Singleton and Paul Towers live in Newcastle. Um, I got to know them through us being huge fans of The Legend of Zelda. I actually wrote fan fiction for that particular series. Ocarina of Time, baby. Greatest video game of all time. The greatest. Um, So I ended up going to St. James's Park in 2017 when I last went to Europe uh, on a trip with my brother. It was great. Um, Got to know a lot of the the people at the club. Uh, This was just after the end of the season. They had just won the English... Uh, FL Championship title, which is the second division. This offseason has just really just... Honestly, it has just chapped me. Because, first of all, they didn't extend the manager's contract, Rafa Benitez. They just flat out let him walk. Secondly, there was talk, and this was the second time in three years that this had happened, that they were about to sell the team... Mike Ashley, who is the owner of Newcastle United, is also the owner of Sports Direct, which is basically England's version of Dick's Sporting Goods. Yep. And once again, at the last second, he just said, nah, your asking price isn't, isn't good enough after they had an agreement. This was actually with, um, I believe, the cousin of Sheikh Mansour, who is the, yeah, the, uh, the owner, of Man City. owner of Manchester City. Yeah. So uh, they basically reneged on the deal. He actually reneged on a deal two years ago with um, a woman named Amanda Stavely, who was an investment banker. So this guy, he only cares about his balance sheet. He just, I mean, in recent times, they did go out and get Miguel Almiron. They did just Kinda recently. sounds like the Dolans. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's worse than the Dolans are, honestly. Well, yeah, well, at least I mean, the Indians are, are consistently competitive. They, no thanks to the Dolans. They did just go out and buy this one guy from Hoffenheim, this Brazilian guy Joe named Joe Linton. Right? Which was a yeah. surprise move that came out of nowhere, but honestly, it just seems like everything they're doing is just anti-competitive to the point where the, the only thing they care about is staying up in the Premier League. They don't really care about going after it in the Cups or the League or, is, the, or anything like that. Which they're is just crazy think, to me because Newcastle historically is a very good club. Yeah. It, and it's gotten to the point where now you have the most popular American player male in the world, Christian Pulisic, who is now playing on the west side of London in, at Chelsea. London Come is on, the only bro. other... 
is the only other big city in England that I've been to. Um, not that I feel any particular affinity toward that particular neighborhood, but not that I like Roman Abramovich either. Whoa, are we breaking news right now? Are you are you changing allegiances? Uh, if Newcastle gets relegated this year, I'm done. Ooh, That's it. You heard it here first, I, I, folks. I'm very disturbed at the direction of the club. I have been for a while. The fact they let Benitez walk in particular just pissed me off. So... This is it. Like so, it's sink or swim. If they get relegated, I'm not following down to the second division again. So, so does this mean you, you mentioned it before? I rudely interrupted you. Uh, you mentioned Chelsea. Is is, yeah. is is that the team that you're zeroing in on? I I probably would go that way. I mean, <laughs> Brett's hyped. Yeah, because I have no other connection to any other teams or any other cities in England. So, like, I'd play a soundbite right now, but. Uh, if I do that, my computer will stop recording. So I can't go to Tottenham. I can't go to Manchester United. I can't go to any other team that's supported by you know any wait, of these wait, other Jamokes. You so. can't go. You can't go to Spurs. I mean, I, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nah. Oh man, it's it's about Pulisic, honestly. At that point. That yeah, and I mean, the small, that make, and the small London connection. That, 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 that makes sense. The, the Pulisic connection makes sense. Um, yeah, Brett, we already talked. Uh, we already said that, that you're a big Chelsea fan. Um, yeah. Talk to 13 us. Years. 13, 13 years. 13 years. Uh, Why did you? I, be- and, and honestly, I, I mean, I. I tell everybody I, I played football and baseball in high school. Like I didn't I didn't even pay attention to soccer. And then you know I just I uh, I went to St. Ignatius and and our soccer team was pretty pretty darn good when I was there in high school. And um, I, I had a lot of friends that played on the team. So that's kind of what attracted me to, to watching soccer. And then year I graduated from high school or the the summer I graduated from high school was the World Cup in Germany 2006. And um, what a great World Cup that was. It was, wasn't it, Dan? You. You love that uh, that version of the of the uh, the final, right? Well, the semifinal was great too. Yeah, don't don't even start. Well, uh, that's the whole point I'm getting to. Um, is uh, you know my dad's from Germany, so I had to pick a team. Yeah. And the U.S. was actually in that tournament, but yeah. for some reason I just you know I wanted I picked uh, Germany first, and um, and uh, yeah, so I they had a they had a few players on the team that. Became one of my favorite, you know, a couple of my favorites. One being a uh, uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger, who played for Bayern Munich, and then uh, had a had a cup of tea in uh, in, in Manchester before um, before coming to the United States here for MLS. Um, and then uh, Michael Play, Bollock um, plays for the Chicago Fire. Yeah, yeah. But Michael Bollock was basically the only only one of the only Germans in the English Premier League, and I, you know, I knew that English Premier League was was. The, one of the best, if not the best, uh, soccer league uh, over in Europe. So yeah. he uh, and he had just signed for Chelsea. Um, that the, the like right before the World Cup, or um, you know, had secured his transfer over there. So um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just picked picked Chelsea just because they had that one player. I had no idea, I had no clue about who they were before that. Um, and kind of like you, Steve. I mean, you know, you find you have to find a connection to to your club. You know, um, and once you find that connection, you start to to follow a team. So, you know, like I said, you're more than welcome to, to come and support Chelsea. I, I I couldn't agree with you more about Newcastle. They, it, it's just been, and it's the same for a lot of other clubs in, in England. I mean, 
you know, it's just always, there's always a, a story that kind of brings the, the club down in, in some way because, you know, you've got, you know, these owners that, you know, maybe go bankrupt and then they go into administration or, or bankruptcy and then they have to get relegated and there's all these different things that happen. So, unfortunately, and, I, and I've been rooting for Newcastle for, is like a, you know, a secondary team because, um, you know, they're, they're always trying to work their way back up, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough business over there, um, you know, in England. It's really bad, and you look at, you go through the league, you know, second, third division, you got clubs like Barry, clubs like Birmingham City, who they couldn't even make payroll, you know, some of their, their right. workers, you know, didn't even get paid parts of the year, they ended up in that almost administration type situation. Yeah. So, right. it, it, the maddening thing is that Newcastle doesn't have to worry about that. They sell out a 50,000 seat stadium every week. They're not struggling for cash. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. So, we're doing an EPL uh, preview tonight. I myself am not a big EPL fan. I'm Italian, so I follow Serie A. So, my team is AC Milan. I'm not, we're not going to get into that tonight because this is an EPL preview. But. I have decided, and I, I told both of you guys this uh, before we before we came on this week, that I'm going to follow EPL uh, pretty closely this year, which means I had to find a team. I had to pick a team. Now, I'm going to – Brett, you might I, – I, we talked about it, so I, I don't know if I gave you an inkling of where I was going, but I want to I ask Steve – who do you think my I ha, I have it? I'm going to announce it. Who who is my EPL team going to be this year? Arsenal. Boo. Rats! I thought you I were am, just going to rag on Jordan. I am not a gooner. There's nothing to rag on Jordan for. Like <coughs> me as an Arsenal fan, that would, like Tottenham had like their best year ever, and Arsenal was trash this year. Like. There'd be no way I could I could dog if I if I was gonna do that I'd pick like Chelsea or something like that, mm. a team that like is a direct rival that, with Tottenham that actually that, had a successful season. Is that the team, Dan? I mean, I think you just that is not the team. Just announced it. <laughs> that is not the team. Brett, do do you have a good idea? Don't shout it out yet. I mean, you and I talked, uh, you know, um, at work. I, I honestly the only one that I. I kind of encouraged it just because of the recent Do you have do you have any other guesses, Steve? Leicester City. Nope. Nah. I'll give you one more. Dare I say it? No, it can't be them. Uh, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> Everton. No, it's not Everton. Ah. And don't, and don't I, know you, you, I know you hate Liverpool. I figured and that. Don't had. you dare say Liverpool. Mm-hmm. How dare you say that in my house? Yeah. All right. So here, let me see if let, let me play this and see if you guys can guess. Hold on. Pulling it up. Brett, can you hear that? I want them to say the freaking team name. Okay. Okay. 
Wolverhampton Wanderers? Go Wolves! Hmm. Team that was just That's promoted what you were a year ago, it? actually. Brad, is that what you were going to guess? Uh, that's what I was going to guess. Yep. I know so, why, too. Steve, do you know why I'm going with Wolverhampton? I am not sure. Because they just signed former AC Milan starlet Patrick Catrone oh. a couple days ago. I did not know that. So, he, was, sign. one, he was one of my favorite players on Milan. He's still young. He's still ascending. So... I'm curious to see how he's going to fare in the EPL. So, that's what I'm following. Like you said, they just they just got bumped up last year. They finished seventh in the EPL, which means they're playing in the Europa. Which means League. they're in the Europa League, and they've made a couple. I think they've made a couple signings this year already in the summer. Yeah. So they are they are my team. That's the main reason I didn't want to just jump into the EPL and like pick like oh Manchester United. Like number one, because Man U sucks, <laughs> and number two, I just I, I just didn't want to do that. Like I wanted to like, I don't know. I guess I, I it's mainly be, it's mainly because of the the tie to Catrone. That, like it, like like I said before, I mean that's that's the most important way to to choose your club. I mean, and, and I know it sounds ridiculous to a lot of people, but you know, over here in, in the states, but um, you know, you gotta find you got to find your way into supporting whatever club that you want to support, you know, and it can't just be like, oh, let me just, you know, let me just close my eyes and throw a dart. Like, no, you got to, you got to find, you got to find a reason to fit to support a club and, you know, and it's totally okay if you go for such a long time, Steve, that, you know, if Newcastle just keeps letting you down, I mean, shoot, I, you know, Chelsea hasn't been relegated in, in, you know, the 13 years that I've been supporting them. And unfortunately, I think Newcastle has been down, what a down and back up twice. So yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea struggle. came. Chelsea came kind of. 2016. Chelsea came yeah. kind of close that one year. They finished. Yeah, they finished tenth. Tenth. Um, they finished yeah. Tenth when when Jose was sacked. Uh, but for like a lot of a lot of the ago. year, a lot of the year they're floundering around like fifteenth or something like that. They yeah, I mean. Then they hit. Don't rip on me about this, but they've gone through a, a good amount of managers for various reasons, but. Um, they always seem to they always, they always seem to, to get a trophy, you know, like every other year, whether it's the Premier League trophy or FA Cup or um, you know most recently. I mean, you know, we, we with uh, Mauricio Sarri, we won that uh, Europa League trophy. So, yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I I I totally agree with your decision, just because you know as you said, you haven't really followed Premier League. I mean, and and you found somebody. From your team that, that has moved to the Premier League, and you know why not? I mean, honestly, I think it's a great decision because I think Wolves are going to actually going to surprise a lot of people this year, and and, and um, you know possibly break into the top four at the end of the season. You know, oh, I, wow. I, I that really do believe that. Really, that would be incredible. I do. Yeah, I mean, I, they they have an incredible manager, and uh, it's, I think it's it's Spirito, um, and. Uh, just the way that they played last year. I mean, I think they, I think Chelsea drew with them and then lost in, uh, the, the 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 second match to them. So, uh, you know, if they can if they can replicate, that, especially adding some of the weapons that they have, I, I I totally think that they could they could surprise a lot of people. So yeah. even in the even in the Europa League. So yeah. 
All right, so so real you, quick, okay. do you think Mauricio Sarri would have been sacked if they hadn't if Chelsea hadn't won the Europa League? Yes, I I, I truly think he would. Um, I, I it was it was unfortunate because he didn't he didn't do anything wrong. It just wasn't a good fit for both him and the and the club. And you know, they brought in a guy who I I believe was not charismatic enough. You know, and, and again, it's not his fault. He didn't. He barely knew English. He was coaching. You know, he's he's coaching a team in a in a foreign place to him. That you know, things that he wasn't used to. I, I truly do think that eventually, if they would have held on to him, it, things would have boiled over, and, and they would have sacked him. And and really, I think it's all meant to be that they got Lampard back in there, and I think Lampard is going to completely change the culture and take take Chelsea in a, in a new really positive direction going forward. Man, man. Ch- Change the culture when you finish third and you win the Europa League. I No, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think that that was, you know, a team effort, both the players and, and sorry. I mean, they finally, they. I, I guess I want to say that they had something to look forward to. And, and first of all, it was getting the Champions League football. Yeah. And, and second of all, I mean, you know, they, they, they probably, I think they really did. The, the players had probably had very little problem with Sarri. I think a lot of it came from up, up top and also the pressure from the fans. And they also saw the opportunity to, um, once they knew that Sarri was just kind of on the fence with staying there, um, and of course he gets the opportunity to go to the, you know, to, to Juve, the, I hate to say it, Dan, but currently the greatest uh, team in Italy, possibly in Europe, and, and, and oh, coach them. Cur- I mean, why currently, not currently that without a doubt. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Currently without a doubt. Historically, yeah. we could we could have a, a knockdown drag out about that, but yeah. And, and and honestly, they 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 let go of him, and also we you know we 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 win Europa League, and and now all of a sudden people are like warming up to him a little bit, but the, the, the nail was in the coffin. Everything was kind of in place, and then, you know, eventually Eden Hazard was going to leave Chelsea. So, you know, it it, it really... It, it, and then, you know, the whole news swirling about, like I said, Hazard leaving, and they're bringing in Lampard, who literally had one season of, of professional managing at Derby, Derby County, and... and Everybody's freaking out, saying it's going to be a disaster. He's going to be sacked by the, the midway point in the season. Um, I, I never felt that way. I think that he's going to he's going to completely bring back the old culture that made them so successful when he actually played for them. And the other thing is, we have a transfer ban that we that Chelsea appealed a couple times, and um, you know, from basically banning them from bringing in new players, but. It, Chelsea fans all know there's a, there's a thing called the Chelsea Loan Army, which consisted of about 40 to 50 <laughs> young players. Not even young players. There's some players that you know are international stars in their respective countries. But we we had such a long list of guys that we loaned out to other teams because we didn't know what else to do with them. Um, and uh, this transfer ban kind of lets us, uh, you know, uh, balance our balance our our, our books and and um, you know we've I think I read. They've already sold a, a few of our youth player or younger youth players for about twenty million pounds, um, and, and then on top of the Hazard, the Hazard sale, and then um, Alvaro Morata, uh, we sold him to Atletico Madrid. Yeah. So, you know, 
while also bringing up these, these young guys that have constantly just been begging to get a chance to play for the first team for Chelsea, and they finally get the chance. And, I, and ironically, Lampard is known for, for developing youth, so it really is the perfect storm. I feel like Chelsea is going to surprise this season. And despite the, the circumstances, and I think it's I, I, I think it's going to be an exciting season. Let alone to have Christian Pulisic on the team, which, as a Chelsea fan and being American, I, I like I feel like I'm dreaming, um, especially <laughs> coming off a, a brace from him yesterday in, in their friendly against uh, Red Bull Salzburg. So it's uh, the future is bright if you're a Chelsea fan, um, believe it or not, in, in my opinion. So yeah, but. What happens if they, uh, you know, they have this transfer ban in place, and uh, like 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 you and I have talked about a lot, um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna try and figure out what they have in a lot of these young players that they that they have that they've loaned out or brought back or whatever because, you know, they can't buy players for what I think it's two years. Um, well, two, two transfer windows. Oh, that's so it. They, well, so one they, year. And they, they can actually secure deals with with players whose contracts right. are up in next summer. So basically, come January, we can start negotiating with other players. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. So what happens if Chelsea comes out and starts really slow uh, this year? Because, you know, like, you know, if they start really slow, the pressure's going to be on. And, you know, they Abramovich is an owner that, you know, shoots from the hip and fires coaches left and right. I'm not saying right. he's going to do that with Lampard because – Lampard is a club legend, and I'm pretty sure if he were to sack Lampard halfway through his first season, Chelsea fans might, you know, come knocking at Abramovich's door. But right. Well, but to, what? To, to my, go ahead. No, I was, just, I was just asking. You know, what happens? You know, because Chelsea fans know that they're not going to have any incoming players for the next year. So you know, when teams start slow, it's like, okay, let's buy some talent, let's bring some talent in. But if they start slow. With the talent that they have, you know, could you see it maybe uh, going south in a hurry? The, the only way I see it going south in a hurry, and, I, and the only way I see Lampard being sacked and them just completely blowing things up, is if they're they're in like the bottom third of the of the table. Um, it's, it's it's actually been widely known um, since Lampard since before Lampard was signed that he would get at least two years to basically, you know, uh, find his way and, and, and establish his his system, you know, and, and even if they, they don't do that well, even if they don't finish in the top four, Lampard has still been given confidence by Abramovich to, to, to stay there. So it's, it's, it's really, this year, in my opinion, good or bad, it's a, tr- it's a transition year, and, yeah. and really it's, it's a way to, to see what our, our, our young boys can do coming up and, and, and work with the, the, the veterans that have been on the team. Um, and, and honestly, the group of guys, the group of young guys that we have coming in to the squad with mixed with the older guys that have been there, it, it, it's actually going to be, a, in my opinion, a great type of fusion because our young guys are, are very talented. I mean, we've got, um, obviously, Pulisic. Um, we've had Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who is um, a, a, an England uh, international um, he was currently, um, you know, recovering from an Achilles injury, um, and, and as well as uh, um, Callum Hudson Odoi, who is literally was was like the heir to the throne of Eden Hazard, um, and and was a you know a big topic of conversation last season because they wanted 
Um, they wanted him to resign for a long-term contract right. uh, because he's that good. But guys like him, there's guys that are coming back from loan, um, you know, uh, Mason Mount and um, uh, uh, Bakayoko. Or I'm sorry, not Bakayoko, Tamori, uh, um, Tamori from, uh, um, they were both with, with Frank in, in, uh, in Derby County. So uh, really it's, it's, it's giving these young guys a chance to come in, prove their worth, um, and, and, and solidify their place in the first team. And if they, if they can't do that, then they're, they're heading back out or they're being sold. And then we, we look at this, this basically this war chest of transfer funds next, next summer and we go out and get somebody who, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind going out and just, you know, spending big on, you know, an, an Mbappe or, you know, someone, one, one or two players that come in and make a huge impact, um, and, and, you know, for next season, if, if we don't do well this season, which I don't think we'll have a problem, you know, at least, at least getting in, back in the Champions League. You know, and you may not have a huge body of work, but I would not poo-poo uh, Frank Lampard's managerial experience. Derby County was mid-table with about 12 games left last season. They were one of the hottest teams in the championship down the stretch. They made it all the way to the promotion playoff final. They, they're very nearly in the Premier League right now. Um, they lost, I think it was to Aston Villa, if memory serves. All right, all right, all right. I, Brett, I know I know you're a Chelsea super fan. Steve's, Steve's possibly looking at joining you here. Uh, but we're not – this isn't a Chelsea podcast, so we got the Chelsea talk out of the way. Uh, we got it, yep. We let it all out. Let's, uh, let's so, so I, I kind of want to talk about uh, – you know, we're going to give our predictions for the top four for the EPL this coming season, but – just looking back at 2018, uh, you had uh, Man City won won the Premier League, right? Yes. So you had Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and then Tottenham were the top four, right? Mm-hmm. So, and with that, uh, obviously with the EPL, there's several teams below the top four who you could very well see uh, jumping up into that top four this year. So for you guys, you guys follow the EPL a lot closer than I do. Uh, how do you guys see the EPL shaking out? Yeah, the EPL shaking out this year, as far as the top four goes. Give me your predictions on who's going to be in the top four, and in order. So who's going to win the Premier League, and then fill out the rest of the Champions League spots? Brett, I'll let you go first on this one. All right, Steve. Um, yeah, no, I. I, uh, I just just for the sake of my sanity, I do not want to see Man- Manchester City win a third title, consecutive title. Um, so I, I think that the the battle that you saw on hold last year between them and and, uh, and Liverpool is, is kind of gonna it's gonna re- re- replicate itself this season. But I think Liverpool is gonna come out uh, come out on top. Um, I, I I really do think that um, they're they're two great teams. And, and really, it's just it, it's almost just a, a, you know a, a toss of the coin when it, you know when the, the season really plays out. Um, but uh, you know, Liverpool hasn't really added added anybody. Actually, I don't think they've added literally anybody in this transfer window. And, and yet, you know, I know we, we still have a week to go, um, but they don't they really don't need to add anybody. And 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 the reason why is because just their core group of guys with Salah and, and Mane and, and Firmino. I mean, you, you you have those guys playing for you week in and week out, and and, and filling you know putting different guys into different pieces. I think that they 
are going to want, especially after winning Champions League last year, they are going to want it more than anything to win the, the title for their fans, for their club. Um, so I, 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 I choose Liverpool um, winning the league. I, obviously, if they're battling out with Manchester City, Manchester City is going to come in second. Um, this, I, I'm trying not to sound biased, but I, I truly do think that Chelsea will finish in the top four, um, and I'm going to put them at, 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 at three, just you know, just trying to be fair. Um, but the fourth spot is really kind of open for me. Um, if I had to pick a surprise, I'm going to pick Wolves. I think that they will. Yeah, buddy. Um, I, I think that they will um, uh, continue to, to, to you know, progress in, in the league and, and, you know, like I said, surprise people just by um, their, the style of managing that they have and, and the, the different weapons that they can plug in there. However, um, there have been rumors of, in the trans, like I said, transfer window closes um, for, the, for England um, on Friday next, um, Friday, um, Friday next week. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of different changes, a lot of, a lot of different um, things that go down. Um, there's been rumors about uh, Dybala from uh, from Juve, you know, swapping with Lukaku at Manchester United. And yep. um, if that happens, and or they sign um, SMS from uh, from Lazio in, in Italy, I mean, Manchester United is going to that's a whole different ball game. And I think that they would probably fill in that four spot. Um, you know, I I, I I think Spurs are just going to mess it up again. Same thing with Arsenal. Um, <laughs> Of course, he Ever says that about his about this, his two biggest rivals. Oh yeah, Tottenham's gonna screw it up again along with Arsenal. They always do. They always find a way to. So <laughs> unfortunately, Spurs, Spurs, and, and uh, the Gunners are gonna be in Europa League come uh, 20, 2020. So, um, but uh, but you mean yeah, the Gunners? There's a lot. There's a lot of a lot, a lot of storyline to, to to play out um, here in the next week with the transfer window and. Um, know the, the different pieces that could move with these teams could 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 alter that whole thing so um but but yeah so that's my that's that's my top four so you have liverpool man city chelsea and, chelsea and wolves, and wolves. Wow. unless manchester united sign you know makes one of these big signings that they're talking about that yeah. i see them you know i see them making their way in there so yeah all right steve how's your outlook Okay, so as far as the top four is concerned, well, actually, going out to the big six, it's obvious that Manchester City and Liverpool are just way above the other teams. In fact, I took a look at the odds just a little bit ago. Uh, Manchester City is a 1-2 to two favorite to win the title, according to the odds makers. Uh, Liverpool is about 3-1. to one. The next team after that is Chelsea at 22-1. to one. Um, It really is a two-team battle. Um, just because I think three-peating is really hard, I am going to go with Liverpool uh, to win the league. Manchester City following close second. After that, it's it's honestly not easy to pick three through six. Um, I feel like Manchester United probably should have done better a year ago. For whatever reason, they just had a really hard time scoring goals at times. Um, I, I'm going to tab them to finish in third place this time. I, I feel like they they'll get it together to a certain degree. Um, fourth place, to get, the teams in London are all just kind of, they all have their, their deficiencies for sure. Ma- Manchester United. Man, man U. Um, Anthony will Fourth place, I, you know, I'm going to go with Tottenham. I'm going to say that the Eden Hazard departure is going to be a real problem for Chelsea. Um, 
I'd, you love, I'd love to say that Pulisic is, is just going to step in and be great but, and, and could help him, but I don't know. I, I think Chelsea's going to be really hurting with Hazard leaving. So I'm going to pick Chelsea fifth and Arsenal. In fact, I don't even have Arsenal finishing wow. sixth. I have them finishing in ninth. Wow. I think, yeah. I think, I think they're awful. Wow. Even though I they have, just signed, I have even Wolverhampton, though they just, Leicester, and Everton all finishing over them. Even though they just signed Pepe. I don't think Pepe is very good. He's, he'll probably lead the league in red cards. Oh, not that Pepe. Not oh, not the defender Pepe. <laughs> Striker Pepe. Uh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a shot at it. My uh, me being an, I'm not I'm not a novice, but I'm not I'm not as gung ho about EPL as you guys are. Uh wow. So I think we're gonna go clean sweep with the with the champion. I think Liverpool is gonna win it. Dang. Uh, and I think we're gonna clean. So I, I I agree with you, Steve. Like Liverpool and Man City are just a cut above the rest right now. Yeah. And with Pep staying at Man City, like they have continuity there now. They have continuity in their lineup. They have continuity in their manager. But like you said, it's so hard to threepeat. And Liverpool has those same things. They have continuity across the board. And it was really close last year. So I think Liverpool riding the high and the momentum off of winning the Champions League uh, will win um, the EPL this year. I have Man City finishing second. Now it gets a little tough for me. <sighs> Boy. No, because I'm no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do what you want me to do, Brett. Um, boy. I think. I think Tottenham's finishing third. Oh boy. Fourth. Oh, man. I'm doing this off the top of my head, by the way. I didn't prepare for this like a good host should. Uh, fourth place. He didn't spend enough time in training. I'm going to go with Man U because I think they're going to pull this deal off for Dybala. Sorry, Brett. Uh, it's all right. I just, I, I, think, I think there's yeah, a... Hey, I will surprise everybody and win the league. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way it is with Chelsea. Either they win the league or they're just not in it. So. That's that's true. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we'll see. I just uh, they, I'm 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 down on Chelsea because they've fired four Italian managers in the last like six years. So most of them for undeserved reasons, by the way. I guess not necessarily. So you just hold a grudge. It has nothing to do with the, well, right. the actual team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that and I think Frank Lampard only coaching for one year. He still has a lot to prove as a coach. Um, I mean, we've talked we've talked about it, uh, you know, ad nauseum about Milan and them appointing club legends to be coaches and how it's not worked out for them. So I'm a little scarred in that uh, in that respect. But it might be different at Chelsea. I don't know. And then them not having the, the ability to bring in new players 
Um, like Steve said, not replacing Hazard, who is just such a huge part of their team. Um, you know, we'll see. But as of now, that I'm I'm basing off the fact that I think that uh, Manu is going to pull off that deal with DiBala, and uh, or man, imagine if they get if they get both those guys. Like I said, they get. And they got, uh, oh, Sergey Milinkovic Savic, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a great player. I that It'd that be, would that would be huge. So it would be ridiculous. And and that's what that's that that's that's my whole point. It's like, you know, it, there's only there's seven days left, but that yeah. that's a long seven days where stuff can happen even on on deadline day. So Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But that that's gonna be my top four. So those are our top fours. That's gonna kind of replace uh, our top five, what we usually do. We're doing top four for the EPL. Um, but now, uh, I'm not. We're not. I'm not going to get into who's going to get relegated, just because I don't. I don't know. I don't know those teams that are terrible. So we'll see. But um, before we kind of wrap things up, uh, I know this is an EPL preview uh, show, but uh, we got to talk Champions League. Who do you guys predict is going to win Champions League this year? Whoever wants to go first. I'll, uh, I had my team in mind, I, and I kind of already dropped the hint earlier on the show, but um, it, it, the, the one thing that I saw, you know, once, once Juve um, signed um, signed some of their players this this, this, uh, this transfer window, like, they, they're stacked at every position, Juventus is. So uh, I, if I had a pick, I mean, obviously you have – the one-man team and, and Cristiano Ronaldo, but just yeah. just the way that they're set up. I mean, they got they got Gigi Buffon as their backup keeper, and, and <laughs> who knows? I mean, he might work his way back into the into the starting um, keeper spot there. But yeah. they're they're stacked, and and I really do think that um, uh, I really do think that they're 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 just going to own the the Champions League next year. It's it's it'll be a tough road because I mean, there's a lot of good teams out there. Um, if Barcelona, if Barcelona finds a way to get Neymar, and then with Griezmann and, and obviously Messi and Suarez, I mean it's just it's just ridiculous. I mean you talk about NBA super teams. I mean oh, there no. are super teams forming in, in European soccer all over the place. Yep. So my pick is Juventus uh, to win the Champions League next year. Oh, it's like a knife through Sorry. my heart. Steve, what do you got? Um. Well, it's funny. We all picked Liverpool to win the APL. Oh, no. Liverpool has, um, obviously, they'd be going for a back-to-back. But the thing is, they haven't won the league in almost 30 years. That's the one trophy that they really want. And part of the reason why I think Manchester City is not going to repeat is because the APL's trophy is, well, it's great to win it again and get a three-peat. It's old hat to them. What's the one trophy they haven't got? And the one that they they have consistently screwed up year after year Champions is League. the Champions League. This year, Manchester City gets it done. Wow! Man City wins the Champions League. Man City wins the Champions League. Interesting. Very interesting. So, so no uh, no Spurs uh, comeback in the in the second uh, second leg of the semifinal game like they did this year. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, Jordan. Uh, I mean, it made it made for extremely exciting um, and and um, 
just like impossible to to walk away from your television screen last year was uh, was that Champions League those Champions League semifinal matches and in yep. uh, the final well the final was it was a joke but um, yeah I mean it's uh, I, I, I mean I'm, I'm I'm happy that football's back but damn am I happy that that you know yeah, Premier League soccer and then Champions League soccer are, are back because um, it's uh it's 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 something else, man, and and it's uh, you know it, it's exhilarating. I'm, I'm I'm so pumped. Dan, who you got? I really hope there's no Milan fans listening to this podcast right now. Are you going with Inter? No, I'm not going with Inter. <laughs> Get out of here. Or how do what do you what do you when when you don't? That's the, I think that might be the first time I've ever heard you call them Inter. Oh. Internazionale. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm having I'm re- having a really hard time saying this without gagging, but I think Juve is going to win the Champions League this year. It's an Italian club. I mean, you could do. Uh, worse. It doesn't matter. No, it, no, it could. It no, it can't get worse. Not personal. The one, the one, th- the there, there's one like Juve has has run roughshod over Serie A for the last decade. Literally, they've won it the last eight years. Yep. The one thing that I can always hold over my brother Mike's head is the fact that they always fail in the Champions League. They can't win the Champions League. They got to the finals two years in a row and they lost. They signed Cristiano Ronaldo last year and they went out in the round. What? Then they go out in the round of sixteen. Yeah, they lost to Ajax. Yeah. So, and this is the main. This is the main reason why. Uh, I'm picking them is when they signed uh, Matthias Delict from from IX, the 19 year old wonder kid. I uh, it I mean it, you said it, Brett. When you, when you said you're picking them, they have no weakness. They literally don't. Even if they sell DiBala, I mean DiBala is like he's like uh, surplus to the requirement for them. And this is that's Paolo DiBala, one of the best players in the world. And he's he they're they're gonna sell him because he doesn't fit in their team. And they sign they signed Delict. They have all these midfielders. If they get Lukaku for DiBala, then they have a striking tandem up top of Ronaldo, Lukaku, Mandzukic. Like, where does it end? Like they 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 have wingers out the rear end. Like, I yeah I I just can't see anybody beating them in the Champions League. The only thing that would give me pause for Juve is the fact that they don't win in they don't win in the Champions League. But like you said. Uh, Man City always seems finds a way to screw up in the Champions League, but you're picking them is basically like what I'm doing with Juve. Yeah. So, yeah, that really pains me to say that, but I think Juventus is going to win the Champions League, and it just it hurts. I it, 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 if it was any other Italian team, I'd be like, yeah, great, Italy, cool. But like. Like, if Inter won it... So if it's Roma or Napoli or Internazionale, it'd be, it'd be no big deal. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it would be a big deal, but... Like, like it'd be a, okay, I can I can hang my head like, yeah, an Italian side won the Champions League. Even if it was Inter, because Inter fans can be like, oh, we're so great, we were great. But I can just go back at them and be like, yeah, well, you've sucked just as long as we have in the last decade, so... Mm-hmm. Even, even more so. Because Inter's been bad since Mourinho left in 2010. Milan won the Scudetto in... Uh, 2011, 2012, or something like that, and then had have been in the Champions League up until five years ago. But 
Yeah, I'm going on a Serie A tangent, and this is not a Serie A podcast today, so uh, I'm picking Juve. So I could I could feel the the pain in your in your your words. Oh, your I, I hate I. I hate it. Steve can attest. I'm being a I'm being a typical Italian. I'm flailing my arms around as I'm saying that. <laughs> this yeah. is consistent, Dan. When it comes to rival teams, he just it doesn't matter. He does not have league or or regional or country allegiance nope. because I no. I mean, I, I, I mean, I learned that from the time we were in, we were in college. Please. He would never ever even think of rooting for Toledo, even if they're playing Alabama. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. And and me and Steve have gotten to knock down drag out fights about this. Uh, if if the Pittsburgh Steelers needed to win a game for the Browns to get in to the playoffs, I still would not root for the for the Steelers. The odd thing is that the reverse was going on at the end of last season. Right. I just wouldn't do it. in Pittsburgh were rooting for the I would Browns? Be, I, would be, I would be mad at the Browns for putting themselves in a situation where they had to depend on the Steelers to get them into the playoffs. <laughs> That's how much I hate my rivals. But... But yeah, I digress. So it's unfortunate we didn't have Jordan because I'm sure we would have had some plenty heated discussions. Uh, yeah, with, well, with his take on he decided to be an a hole and uh, go to the baseball game, and again, not tell me until the day before. It's probably best because we we'd probably be talking for for three hours on, on you know our oh, different yeah. stances on everything. So, oh, this this definitely would have been a lot more heated if uh, if Jordan was here because like like that's the one thing. That will get him hot is if you start talking bad about his sports team. So if you guys came on here and started trashing Tottenham or something like that, that's the one thing that will really get him going. Just he's usually he's usually a pretty laid back, normal guy. But but the but the but the the second you say that James Harden is overrated or or uh, or whatever, like Harry Kane sucks or something like that. I was just going to say, tell him that, that the Houston Rockets are never going to win an NBA championship with James Harden on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> He'll lose his mind. But, yeah. So, that is our uh, EPL preview for the season. So, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up here. We're going a little long on time. But, uh, what uh, new segment that I'm kind of we've kind of been uh, throwing out here at the end of each episode is, we're calling it What's the Move? So, we record these episodes on Thursday nights and release them on Friday, so we're going into the weekend here. So, what's the move for you guys? What's going on this weekend? Brad, you want to start? Well, um, I got a uh, I got a day trip for work uh, down to uh, West Palm Beach tomorrow, um, which uh, you know that that's going to make for a long uh, a long day, a uh, long work day for Friday. But um, but uh, my, my wife and I and our family were actually. Um, Trying to pack up our house because we're moving down down the road to uh, to a, a different uh, neighborhood. So, oh, yeah, okay. um, that's that's pretty much my weekends for the next the next month is just packing and, and cleaning and and um, and moving. So, um, might you know if we if we get some free time, might might try to catch a, a, a movie or something. But um, but yeah, I, my my weekends are booked uh, here oh, yeah. home for the next few weeks. Yeah, and you got the three girls too, so you have like no yep. free time ever. Yep. So, uh, so exciting times down here in, in Green Cove Springs, uh, Florida. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get out to an AEW uh, event. Oh, AEW. Yeah, I, I mean, I out at Daly's place. 
Daly's place. I, I, I don't know how. I mean, I'm assuming they'll probably do a few events to, here yeah. just because that you know with Shot Khan and, and the yeah, whole that, business. They've, but they've they've pretty they've pretty made it pretty well known that Jacksonville is going to be their home base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they they, they may end up doing like a like a WrestleMania type event at uh, at, at TIA Bank Stadium. You know, I, I'm I'm assuming outside of football season, but um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So um, you know, we had our we had the Hall of Fame game tonight up there in Canton. You know, football's right around the corner. I mean, that's right. When is pre- preseason starts here soon, and then Browns play next you know, week. Just yeah, so we just get we get started and, and get moving. But um, can't wait for it to start, just like uh, EPL. For sure. All right, Steve, what's your move this weekend? So shout out, my cousin Haley Marcus is getting married Saturday night in Philadelphia. I will be on hand. I will be getting in the car and driving for seven hours tomorrow to head out there. Uh, this is a drive I just did six weeks ago, and we'll be doing so again. It's going to be a fun time. On the turnpike. My mother and my wife, Ren have decided they cannot stomach another long drive. They are taking the plane. They're taking the ah. easy way out. So it's just me and my dad, Mr. Philly. Mr. Philly, Philly fan. On the road. Brett, so, uh, Brett, if you ever if you're ever listening to RBS and uh Philly fan or Mr. Philly calls in, that's Steve's dad. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah. This is also an international affair, I must say, because Haley's husband to be Ben is from Wales. Ah, wow. Gareth Bale. Mm. Welsh. He's from Swansea. Ooh. Swansea City. I bet he's a big Swansea City fan. Oh, he I'm sure he is. Huh, interesting. Uh, I will not be going to Philadelphia or South Florida. I will be staying in Cleveland. Uh, got a bit of a cookout downtown tomorrow night. Uh, one of my buddies is doing a cookout uh, down in the flats uh, at his apartment complex. So um, that should be fun. And then uh, the rest of the weekend, I'm not not too sure about Saturday. I got a couple things going on, so I got to kind of figure out when I'm gonna what I'm gonna be doing for that. Just kind of navigate through that, and then. Uh, Sunday, I generally try to keep it chill. Just go to church and then hang out with the family after. So just kind of recoup from the week and then get ready for the next week. So um, so that's what we got going on. But, uh, gentlemen, I just wanted to thank you for kind of filling in for my guys, Jordan and Jimmy, this week. Uh, appreciate you guys jumping on. Jo- uh, Steve coming, coming right over uh, from the golf course. And uh, Brett down in Jacksonville, appreciate you guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks yes, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dan. All right. So you've been listening to Living Off the Land. This has been episode 68. Uh, Appreciate you guys listening. Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Uh, You can check us out, Uh, lotlpodcast.com. I'll have to figure out with Steve what his his, uh, next piece is going to be for us. Uh, We'll finalize that and let you guys know about that. And uh, then we will catch you guys uh, next week. Next week will be more more of a normal type episode. Jordan will be back at least, and uh, we'll catch you guys that uh, catch you guys next week. So hope you guys have a great weekend. And uh, yeah, go tribe, go Browns. We'll talk more Browns next week, but uh, we kind of want to do a theme theme thing this week. So go tribe, go Browns, go Cavs, and uh, hope you guys have a good weekend. All right, so for Brett, for Steve, I'm Dan, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Now I'm done.